0: Good morning, everybody. Merry Christmas to you right now. I'm recording this on Friday before our candlelight service. So by the time you're watching this on uh, Sunday morning, it will be, uh, It'll be uh, Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you. Hopefully you're having a wonderful Christmas morning, uh, tonight, which would be Friday night. We're going to be speaking about the gift of Jesus since we're in the gift giving season. Uh, but this morning I wanted to focus with you briefly on the gift of the Holy Spirit, which goes hand in hand with salvation. Uh, Ephesians chapter one, verses 13 and 14 says, In him, you also, when you heard of the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed on him, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. Verse 14 says, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory? Now, the imagery here is one of ancient uh, shipping and handling. Uh, What would happen is if a piece of cargo was put on a ship and sent to a faraway land, it would be sealed with the insignia of the owner to show proof that that was his. And, And likewise, Paul is using this imagery to say, hey, we are his package on delivering. And the proof that we're his is that we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. And that's a beautiful picture there. And Paul says here when the, that when you receive Jesus, when you believed upon the Lord Jesus, when you believe that he died and rose again, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. You were given the Holy Spirit, the gift of God as his possession or as his uh, proof of, that you're his possession until you see him face to face and you receive actually the inheritance that he's promised to you to the praise of his glory. In other words, God has pl- promised blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon you, not only now, but when you see him face to face and the proof that we are his is in the promise of the Holy Spirit, which is for every believer. Jesus spoke of the gift of the Holy Spirit a few times in uh, actually several times in his final days, specifically in John chapter 14, John chapter 15, also in Acts chapter one, but in John 14 verses 15 through 19, Jesus said to his disciples, this is probably in the upper room there and he's about to die. He says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper. In other words, one just like me, another helper to be with you forever. See, Jesus had been with them, but he was leaving And then he says, he will be with you forever. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth, the helper is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. In other words, when Jesus was on the earth, he was limited to a body where he couldn't be in multiple places at once. He was limited in human form. But what happens is when he goes up to heaven, the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, all one in the same come down and indwell every believer so that he is with them. And he goes on he says in verse 18, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. Amen. He says, I will come to you and Yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will also live. And then again, in verses 25 through 26 of John 14, he says of the Holy Spirit, these things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, again, he calls him the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name. He's going to teach you all things and bring to your remembrance the things that I've said to you. Pretty awesome. And so the Holy Spirit would be sent by the father because Jesus, when he ascended to, uh, sends out of earth is next to the father. He asked the father, send them the Holy Spirit. The father sends the spirit comes down and indwells all believers. And he says, he's going to be a helper. He's going to fill them. He's going to be with them. He's going to teach them. He's going to recall things for them. What a gift. We're not orphans. And the spirit is manifested in our lives. As Jesus just said in John 14, again, that he helps us He's going to be for, hes forever with us. He guides us in the truth. He's hes in us. He's teaching us all things. He's reminding us what Jesus says. And, and in John 15, 26, Jesus says the Holy Spirit bears witness about Jesus. In other words, how many of you are weak in your witness? Well, God's given you a specific gift for that. The gift of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of Christ that can't help but testify of him. And when the spirit is in us and we're united with Christ and we're, we're, uh, as John 15 would say earlier, and that as we are abiding in Christ, the fruit comes out of it, the, the blessings come out, the who, who we are in Christ comes out, it manifests the Christ likeness and we become bold and we begin to testify of the Lord Jesus, not only in our deeds, but in our words, there's a bold, powerful witness. Acts 1 says much of the same in Acts 1, it talks about the power of the witness. And so the Holy Spirit is just a tremendous gift to us, empowering us, helping us recalling things for us, teaching us as we go, helping us discern as we are living this life with and for Christ. As we also know the gift of the Holy Spirit is manifested, that He produces the fruits of the Spirit within us, that is, Christ-likeness, Christ-like character within us. We become more like the one we're partnered with, with the Lord. Paul describes the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. It says this in Galatians 5, 22 and through 23. He says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Starts out with love, the number one thing, then joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Those are the fruits of the spirit. In other words, as we abide in the word of God, and the word abides in us as we're abiding in Christ. The Holy Spirit begins to manifest to grow within us the fruit of that relationship. And that's manifested in that was Christ like Characters love being the the first one, self-control being the last one. (coughs) Pardon me you know, it's kind of like a kid picking up on the characteristics of their parents by hanging around with them. Now I know we get bad characteristics and all those things, but we also pick up some pretty good things, thoughtfulness and kindness and being polite and patient and all those things we try to emulate for our children. Well, being with Christ is the same thing. We pick up on his character, but not only pick it up by being around him, by reading his word, but his spirit is actually within us. His nature is within us desiring to grow out. And so what we feed grows. And the Holy Spirit desires to grow Christ-like character in us. And he who began that good work in us will be faithful to complete it until the day of the Lord Jesus. And lastly, the gift of the Holy Spirit is not only manifested uh, in those other ways, but is also manifested in actual spiritual gifts. And this is God's gift to you. Although it isn't direct in Ephesians chapter four, verses eight through 13, it's definitely implied where it says when Jesus ascended, he ascended up to heaven. When he was there at the right hand of the father, it says that he gave gifts to men. And what he was talking about there in Ephesians 4 is spiritually gifted men given to the church for spiritual leadership. That was the context there. So God gives us spiritual leaders around us of whom we've all benefited. And I happen to be one um, by God's grace. But he gives us elders and pastors and evangelists and and then it was apostles and and teachers and and people who come along and, and help equip us in every good work and help us grow in our understanding of the Lord. And so those are gifts given to us and what a blessing it is to be around them. I'm so blessed by the godly elders in this church and other pastors who've blessed me and edified me and sharpened me. I need them and we need them. And what a blessing from the Lord Jesus. And so that's one way he's given gifts. But not only gifted people. He actually gives us spiritual gifts. You as a believer individually, when you receive Christ, you have been gifted by the Holy Spirit. Corinthians says, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and chapter 14 speaks on this as well as Romans 12 and other places. But in places like 2 Corinthians uh, in second corinthians 12 and 14 it speaks about the spiritual gifts and it, and it kind of lists them out and how they're to be used and, and right in between chapters 12 and 14 is chapter 13 which is the love chapter and so the the gifts are always are given to us but they're always supposed to be operated in love and so the purpose of the gifts is not for self gratification it's not for everybody look at me it's for blessing others gifts are given to us by the holy Spirit to be given away like a body. You're a part of a body and it serves to bless the, the whole of the body. And that's, that's the wording that's used there. Also, Paul in Romans 12, 16. So not only in 1 in, in Corinthians, excuse me, not 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. Also, Paul speaks of it in Romans 12, uh, verse 6. He lists some, and I'll give these to you real quickly. Romans 12, 6 is having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. So you have different gifts. Each person has different giftings. We might, someone might share in the same gifting. In other words, I might be a teacher. Someone else might be a teacher, but they're going to be gifted differently in that teaching. All according to truth. But having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Gifts are meant to be used. He says, if you prophesy, do it in proportion to your faith. If service in our serving, the one who teaches in teaching, the one who exhorts in exhortation, the one who uh, contributes in, in generosity and the ones who gives financially or however they give. Give and to the one who leads. Lead. Lead with zeal. The one who act with acts of mercy. Do it with cheerfulness. And so God has given you specific gifts within the body of Christ, not limited to these ones. Just in Romans twelve six, but described in First in, in Corinthians twelve and fourteen, and other places. Just God's given you a gift to give away. He's given you a precious gift that is uniquely yours to develop with Him in love to be given away to the rest of the body. First Peter chapter four, verse 11 says it this way, sums up the gifts into two major categories. He says, uh, beginning in verse 10, he says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace, whoever speaks as one who speaks the oracles of God and one who serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. Why in order that everything in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. God's given you gifts to give away. And he puts them in two major categories, kind of a speaking edification gift, and then also a serving just a hands-on gift. And we tend to gravitate towards one of those things, although we have several variations of those, but God's given you a gift. And he says, use it And the end is the glorification of God by you, you edifying one another. So think about that this morning, as you're sitting around receiving your gifts, you know, and quite often we kind of look at our gifts as something we can use, but start thinking of it in God's way. God has given you spiritual gifts to give away, to bless others. And that's the way of the kingdom, not the way of men. So brothers and sisters, you have been gifted with and by the Holy spirit. What a gift as you have believed upon Jesus Christ. It is a gift that is yours right now. It is not something that is earned. It is not something that you have to work up and go crazy to somehow receive. In other words, it is yours by right, by nature, by your very relationship with Jesus Christ. You are a son. You are a daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And by you being his child, born into his kingdom, born again, you now inherit all that he has. And his spirit is within you. And he has gifted you for purposes within his kingdom. And so. Let me ask you, uh, do you need help? He's called the helper. He is there for you. Do you need wisdom? He is wisdom from on high. Do you need power? Do you need strength? Do you need boldness? Do you need to remember verses better? All this kind of stuff. The Lord is there. He's given you his Holy Spirit. And here's the cool thing. He's also given you the spirit to develop godly character in you. And and as you walk with the Lord, the word of God and the spirit of God, they both go hand in hand. They aren't going to come contradict one another. And so listen, learn to hear not only the word of God, but the spirit of God, because they are, they're in harmony. They're not in conflict. And so be, become discerning as you read the word of God, let the spirit of God teach you. And as you're out living life and something strikes, your spirit as wrong. Begin to ask the Lord, what is that? And seek the word of God and let the Lord teach you. You are going to become a strong and mighty uh, warrior in this fight for the Lord Jesus Christ, not in physical, but in spiritual matters, learning to be discerning and and loving and kind and prayerful and how to live in this life. And so um, the, the spirit is yours. I want to close with this. Uh, this thought of this story, Genesis 24, I'm just going to paraphrase it this morning. I'm going to paraphrase it a lot, uh, but it is a beautiful story uh, in the Old Testament that kind of parallels this reality we've been talking about. Genesis 24 is a story about Abraham sending his servant, who we know as Eleazar from other verses, his servant Eleazar to a faraway land to get a bride for his son, Isaac, who is with him? And so the story is about Eliezer. He sets out and goes to this faraway land. And as he goes, he's praying, and he says, "God, um, as I come to this city where I'm supposed to find uh, a wife, a bride, for your for the son of Abraham." Please let it be that if she would go down and, and not only uh, offer me a drink, but also offer a drink for the camels, and that's quite a deed, uh, that she would be the one. And lo and behold, a woman named Rebecca did that. And it says that when he saw her and that happened, that he put uh, a, a nose ring on her. I guess that was the thing in the day and is today, I guess, in a lot of ways. And also, uh, you know, bracelets for her. And then he kind of haggles with her brother who doesn't want to let her go. The world never wants to let us go. And and finally, when he releases her and says, you can go, um, he pours out these gifts upon her and also upon the family around her. But the picture is this. That. Eleazar is a type of the Holy Spirit. Rebecca is a a type of the bride of Christ. Isaac is a type of the son, Jesus Christ. Abraham is a type of the father. And the father sends the spirit into the world to get a bride for his son. And when she responds, when he calls her, when that connection is made, he gifts her. He puts bracelets on her and pours out riches on her because as a, and he is with her for the entire journey, all the way back to a land to meet her husband, whom she's never seen. And yet he is with her the whole way, gifting her, providing for her, guiding her, showing her the way. And that is who the father has now sent into your heart. The Holy spirit is yours this morning on this Christmas day. If you have believed and received Jesus Christ. And so church enjoy him worship in spirit and truth and enjoy this Christmas morning. Cause God has given us great and precious gifts. He's given us salvation through the Son, and he's given us a helper in the spirit. May God bless you and have an absolutely wonderful Christmas. We'll see you in a week. God bless.